Welcome to the Mom Worthy Podcast. This is Brittany. This is Sam. Grab your coffee or your wine and come hang out with us as we talk to Dr. Kelly Winnett about hormonal imbalances, libidos, and more. All right, today we have Dr. Kelly Winnett on with us and she's going to answer all your questions that you had about libidos and hormones fatigue fatigue everything in between she's gonna answer all your questions Mm -hmm. so first of all can you just give us a brief overview of who you are what you do uh yeah so i was born and raised here arizona native and i'm a naturopathic doctor so i went to school at scnm there's only seven naturopathic colleges in like north america including canada arizona happens to have one Hmm. And we have the broadest scope of practice, so it's a really great chance. Like, we learn acupuncture and all of those other things there. So, when you graduate, you have that really comprehensive approach of, like, looking at the whole person. Hmm. So, I've been practicing for three years now? Almost. Awesome. And, yeah. And you said you were wanting to focus, we were talking earlier today, you want to focus on postpartum is a, it's yeah. a very important yeah. important to you almost to definitely on. mom health is so overlooked in figuring out what's normal like that burnout sensation like I didn't even recognize postpartum anxiety myself mm-hmm. so like realizing oh hey crap I have this maybe other people need help too yeah it's just been a huge thing for me and you have a two-year-old I do so you you've gone through it you know what it's like in the sure midst that- of it I'll have another one in December like oh. it's a Hot topic for us at yeah. our house. <laughs> so we asked our followers, as we usually do, to um, submit questions um, okay. for you. And we got... <laughs> Sometimes um, we get, you know, a good amount. And this time it was, like, crazy. We could scroll for days mm-hmm. with the amount of questions that we got. So we're going to go through some of the questions and you can help Perfect. answer them. We also got people just excited for the episode. Yeah. Which I wanted to, to tell you. Like, people are like, I can't wait to hear this Yay. one. Like, how, thank you. How did you word it? Like, on, on the question, what did it say? I said, we're chatting with the doctor tomorrow in regards to postpartum hormone imbalances and how it can affect your libido and also cause fatigue. What questions do you have? Someone wrote, um, is that what's wrong with me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Most likely. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> so... I, I didn't. I hardly got to scroll through them. Was there one that was on there that was like pretty common, or a few on there? A big one was when, if ever, will my libido come back? By far, that was the yeah. number the one biggest question. One? Yes. So that's probably the hardest one to answer. It depends on so many factors. If you're breastfeeding, mm-hmm. that suppresses estrogen. Estrogen gives you that nice lubrication. Hmm. If you're not lubed up down there, you're not going to be like, "Hey, I want to jump your bone." Like, yeah. You've got to have those hormones working, but. Breastfeeding is kind of your number one priority. Mm -hmm. As you start to taper off of that, you get that more of like the mom picture of, I'm just exhausted. I'm burnt out from work. I'm not Mm -hmm. sleeping through the night. That affects your cortisol. We have so many hormones at play here that if you feel like you're in this fight or flight mode and you're running from a bear all the time, you're not going to want to jump a bone either. Mm -hmm. So Jump a bone. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) It's not But yeah, even with, so the hormones that contribute to breastfeeding, but also just being exhausted. Exactly. When you're breastfeeding, you're tired. And if you're not sleeping through the night and then you're jacking up your cortisol and then your cortisol is either too high or too low, neither of which are good, then that starts to impact all the rest of your sex hormones and your Mm -hmm. testosterone goes down and your progesterone goes down and then you get anxiety and then you get insomnia. Yeah. It's this vicious circle of you can't get on top of the sleep because, well, you've got to wake up for this tiny human. Yeah. And 
how do you like recuperate and recover and that self-care is missing so often in women's lives and i'm sure on the other side of it too people aren't really confident in their body because they just had a baby and they've got milk coming out their boobs so when you're like leaking in fries yeah yeah you want some of this (laughs) want to dump my bones (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i'm sure a lot of things contribute to it but we get that question even before this all the time time. yeah i don't want to have sex with my husband when am i gonna want to have sex with my husband it's causing issues in my relationship i don't know how many times i hear that from my patients part of it the scary thing is how many women that are on birth control not necessarily i'm totally opposed to it i get some people need it but it jacks up your hormones we've got questions about that too yeah we'll get there so when we come (laughs) off of birth control it changes your natural like resting state of hormones and your pheromones some women just simply aren't attracted to their husbands anymore Hmm. and that's when you like have to dig deeper and do the relationship work and be like Hey, look, I still love you. I'm just not, like, physically attracted to all Interesting. this. Interesting. Yeah. It can change your level They've of They've done double-blind studies of women smelling T-shirts. So they're, like, on birth control. They say, smell this shirt. And it's their husband's shirt. And they're like, oh, yeah, it smells like him. I love him. They come off the birth control. They give another set of T-shirts. And she's, like... Not turned on at all. By wow, that's very interesting. I've never heard that before. I love that. I that's know. interesting. But so, like, birth control plays a part. And I don't know if you guys are like me when you're 14 and they're trying to be like, here, take some birth control. It'll take care of your cramps mm-hmm. and your acne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it affects your fertility when you get married and you're trying to conceive. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you all this long term stuff about, hey, you might be attracted to somebody else. Interesting. Or, hey, you might have a hard time conceiving. So birth control plays into effect. If they got off of it and they were the lucky ones that conceived really quickly and then they went right back on it, that was this roller coaster of pregnancy, postpartum, maybe breastfeeding, maybe not, and then back on a birth control with these synthetic hormones. Hmm. So We got questions. So with the pill and all the different other forms of birth control, do Um, you have one that you – do recommend or are you saying try to avoid them at all costs or I mean you have to take into your scenario first Mm -hmm. first and foremost so every time I have this conversation with a patient my answer changes if you are lucky and you've got regular cycles and you can predict them have you guys heard of the fertility awareness method um, is it where you track your cycle and where With the body temperature and the cervical mucus and okay. all that? Okay, no, none of that. Yeah. So, basically, you count on the calendar. Okay. You should know when you're ovulating, but now they make these, um, LH and estrogen predictor kits, so you can be sure when you're ovulating. Those, according to, who is it, CDC or FDA? One of those One of those. Big guys. <laughs> One of those they said if you're doing the multiple methods, so calendar and temperature and mucus, it's like 99% effective at preventing conception. Hmm. But if you don't have a regular cycle and you're only doing the calendar or you're only doing your temperature, you might mess up. Mm -hmm. So that one used to get a really bad rep and it was used a lot in like Catholic churches Mm -hmm. and those kind of places. So it got a bad rep. Mm -hmm. But that one's actually super effective. For us... I cannot handle synthetic hormones. Mm -hmm. I've been through the gamut. Me neither. I was on... How many? I was on like 10 different birth controls before I was 16. Oh my god! They were that bad. Wow. And I don't do well with them. Mm -hmm. Family history of like breast cancer. I'm not going to dip my toes in that bucket anymore. Yeah. So we just did, I call them the Listerine strips. They're spermicide. Hmm. So they look like little strips. You fold them up and shove them in. 10, 15 minutes later, whatever your package says, you're protected for six hours. Really? I've never heard of those. So... I don't rely on them 100%, but 
but in the time when I was breastfeeding my now two-year-old and I didn't have a period, I didn't know when my cycle was coming, we use those. Smart. Yeah. Interesting. So there are other alternatives to hormones besides like mm-hmm. the um, progestin, the mini pill, or like, what's the big one I'm seeing? The um, the implant one. The implant in the arm. And I've seen so many stories, like mm-hmm. horror stories from those types of things. They're so bad. The estrogens aren't the same that are in our body, so they tend to cause more side effects. That makes sense. What about like, IUDs? So there are different forms of IUDs as well. Mm-hmm. The copper one. Not that bad. It acts as a physical barrier, but of course, if your provider didn't put it in right, there's a chance that it's not going to be effective. Mm-hmm. Some women, their provider isn't as skilled at putting it in. Mm. It's supposed to be guided by an ultrasound. Mm. The really good practices are guided by an ultrasound to insert, and they make you come back in two weeks to check the placement because sometimes it can get dislodged. I've seen patients where it actually like busts through their uterus because yeah. it was... Yeah. I've seen like it's posts put, on Facebook about yeah. people Same. going through that kind of stuff. And it's just, you can't really control it once it's in. So like if you get it put in and you think you're like going to conquer the world and you go to the gym and you go do something crazy, it can dislodge. They tell you the post instructions for a reason, but sometimes it's just provider. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be the oddball scenarios of, oh, this happened and then it perforated. So IUDs aren't that bad. If it's like the copper one, the ones that have estrogen, not a fan of, but that gets back to like synthetic estrogens. And yeah. They're like risk of causing breast cancer. So, vagina dryness was another really big so, one. Mm-hmm. That was, you're yeah, saying. so we had yeah. kind of talked about that. I mentioned it briefly with breastfeeding, which is the biggest complaint I see. Okay. And then you see it again surge like right before menopause when they start to have like irregular periods and they start to get those hot flashes that's all controlled from estrogen Hmm. so if you're breastfeeding and you have to nurse the hormones that allow you to make milk and release milk actually block estrogen production Hmm. because as humans you're only supposed to have like one baby at a time maybe twins if you're lucky Mm -hmm. you don't want to be like conceiving like a rabbit if you're trying to nurse one baby already Mm -hmm. so your body's trying to be intelligent and say hey look don't go jump a bone. Yeah. You're still feeding Your body a was made one. to do it this exactly. way. Okay. Exactly. So how do women get their libido back? Do they have to come see you and... Not all the time. So that depends. That's a super good question. That depends on their stress levels. So if they're sleeping through the night and they've got... They're co-sleeping or they've sleep trained, whatever their situation is, most of the time that helps hmm. because that encourages normal cortisol rhythms, which is your stress hormone. When you have a normal stress response, you start to get your regular cycles back and you don't feel like you're always on the edge or you always have to run from something. Mm -hmm. So when you can start sleeping through the night, it starts to come back a little bit. Makes sense. Sleep is so important with many things in life. Your body has to reset. Yeah. But we just have the lovely option of waking up for our tiny people, so... You you interrupt that cortisol pattern. Yeah. Um, So many things that play there. Exactly. What do you suggest? Like, how do women voice this to their spouses? That was a question and a concern. Like, my spouse doesn't yeah. understand. Like, yeah. no matter how many times yeah. I tell they them. They think it's an excuse. Yeah, yeah. an uh-huh. excuse. Yeah. So, part of it is keeping the perspective of it took you almost a year to grow a human. Give yourself almost a year to feel normal. Yeah. I don't even like to run labs on my patients until they're out of that fourth trimester, really. Mm. Six weeks postpartum is the bare minimum. But still, if I run labs then, you can look like you're all over the place according to your blood work. So once your body starts to 
function like a normal human, even if the libido's not intact, like you're done with the postpartum bleeding and you're not like absolutely crazy. That was just my experience. Yeah. What, like, so what are you looking for in the labs? Like what does that show you? When you all, I run all the different hormones. Okay. So you'll so, be able to see which hormones exactly. are out of whack. So you look at that balance between the adrenal function, which is your cortisol, your thyroid function, which is just like gas in the tank. You'd rather drive across Phoenix on a full tank of gas than a quarter tank. Mm-hmm. So if your thyroid's not functioning, your baseline metabolism is off. Hmm. So you look at that interplay between the adrenals and the thyroid and all of the sex hormones. And if they're not in the right ratio, we use things like certain supplements and herbs and dietary changes to help fix that. If it's more like drastic and it's not just a mild um, ratio issue, mm-hmm. we can do bioidentical hormones Hmm. they don't cause the same symptoms as synthetic hormones Mm -hmm. do but you have to take into account that whole person Mm -hmm. like if mom's still not sleeping and she's surviving off of caffeine and fast food she's probably not getting the right amino acids she needs to make the right neurotransmitters to actually sleep at night so and a lot of this is probably affecting people and this could be causes for depression and anxiety too right so instead of going to a doctor and getting medication mm-hmm. it's better to do it this way one of the first oh to yeah see if there's a way to naturally i mean that's it. my opinion but i'm a little that's biased. my opinion as well <laughs> mine too <laughs> what happens is when you're pregnant your progesterone which is one of your other female hormones rises to 300 times its normal limit Jeez. so think about like the second trimester you're not vomiting but you're not a whale yeah. you're kind of on cloud nine like sleep is good you mm-hmm. feel good some you might have a headache But that's progesterone climbing that high. Hmm. We're meant to handle that. Progesterone, when it acts just in the body naturally, it's a sedative. So it helps you sleep through the night. That's why some women get insomnia at certain parts of their cycle because progesterone is too low. It's anti-cancer. It protects you from breast cancer. Hmm. So if it's too low, you're going to be more inclined. And it's an anti-anxiety. If you don't have the progesterone or you have a baby and you go from 300 times its normal limit to nada, you're going to experience some of those anxiety symptoms or insomnia or all these other mood swings. There are things we can do to mitigate that with herbs and diet and Mm -hmm. progesterone supplementation. Some women do, what's it called? Placental encapsulation. Oh, yeah. They really don't have any studies on that. They're not big enough. But the theory is if you taper yourself down you're still getting little bits of hormones. So it's not just a crash and nothing. You kind of wean yeah, yourself off of those high hormones. Hmm. So yeah, progesterone's a really big one. But that has to do with the whole keeping your cycle regular and and being healthy. Oh yeah. So even so things maybe to help prevent all of this is just make during pregnancy and stuff, make sure you're eating a good diet. Is there oh, yeah. that was one question. Is there any like supplements or vitamins that they should be taking to help with the hormones? I mean it's hard to say without knowing the specific ratios. Everyone's different. I'm yeah. not intentionally trying to be vague, but yeah. if someone has an estrogen dominance, I'm yes. going to recommend one supplement. Yeah. But if the person doesn't have enough cortisol, like that's not the same supplement. It's mm, not going to yeah. go that same pathway. That's where you come in. They yeah. come in and say, where, what I do I need to I have to interpret. Do? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's more the lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, you're going to have your cup of coffee. I'm literally drinking <laughs> yeah. it right now. But limit it. Yep. Do one cup of coffee in the day. Maybe two if it's a rough day. Don't drink it yeah. after noon. Like, taper yourself off that caffeine. Eat something green. Mm-hmm. And having good sources of food is so important. Does, so, does anybody come to see you about, like, acne? All the time. Because I have my 
acne right now is the worst it's ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming something to do with hormones. <laughs> it's either gut related or hormonal related. Yeah. So your skin's your largest organ in your body, and it's generally a reflection of your gut. So if you're eating something that your body doesn't agree with, it's a little too inflammatory for mm-hmm. you, and or you have a hormonal issue, like put those two together and holy crap. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times acne will come in certain places, mm-hmm. either like on the chin or on the yeah. forehead, and that distinguishes, is this gut, is this hormonal? If it's like cystic acne and it's everywhere, you've got to hit gut and hormones and lifestyle. It's me right now. Yeah. It's here in my back. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. So I've been doing but, almond milk because I heard milk could be a reason. Milk is huge. Milk has three major proteins and it's mm-hmm. just really inflammatory and hard to break down. Yeah. I try to avoid it anyways, but usually my coffee, I exactly. got the milk. So yeah. I'm like, I know mm-hmm. I always do almond milk, I guess. It doesn't taste <laughs> as good, but... You're like, it's not creamy. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Have yeah. good skin, I guess. Um... Okay, let's see. Selfish little question. We both have acne, so we're like, let's just ask that. Yeah, really yeah, do it. That's our question. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you could answer that one. Why can't I have an orgasm during sex? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. That's well, you have to be turned on in order to have an orgasm. Yeah, you That's gotta true. have a libido. And is he any good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask your husband. Why can't I? <laughs> I I went back and I listened when you guys did the podcast about what was it like sex? And yeah. You were talking all about that. Yeah. How many women said quickies versus like long sex? Yeah. yeah. Most of it's because new moms can't have quickies yeah their anxiety is too high they're listening for a baby like they literally have to be transitioned and be in the moment Mm -hmm. because we're not visual like men men are like oh my god naked lady i want to go yeah and that's not how our brains work especially when you have all these hormonal imbalances Mm -hmm. you can still have an orgasm as a new mom it just might be a little different Mm -hmm. you need to take the time yeah so you might have had the quickie in the club or whatever that might be how you have the baby quickie in the club (laughs) i don't know how predominant are your type of doctors within the u.s and and things like that like how so naturopathic doctors we're currently licensed i think it's 22 states okay when we hit like half the country it has to be a nationwide thing we're not there yet Mm. so you see a lot of like legislation movement in like the midwest there's a bunch of states that are trying to get it a statewide thing yeah arizona's been licensed almost one of the longest there are some on the East oh, Coast cool. that have been long a long time as well. But you can get labs from your primary care physician. You have to know what to ask for. Yeah. I'll tell you guys those. So <laughs> you can ask your primary care, and if they're open, they'll run it. Some doctors are like, uh, you don't need that. Mm-hmm. And then they're just really dismissive. So you've got to know what kind of doctor you have and if they're open. But mm-hmm. they're your labs. Mm-hmm. They'll run them, get a copy, and bring it to a naturopath. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got friends that are doing... Um, Video conferencing. They don't have a physical office. There's ways to find them all over the place. You just yeah. have to know what you're looking for. Hmm. So. It's hard. I feel like it's becoming a little bit more popular now. Do you feel Most like definitely, this? yeah. People are trying to do the natural route and yeah. are becoming more informed. So I think that's a good thing. Almost definitely. And part of it is being like your own best advocate. So I love and I hate Google because mm-hmm. some people come in and they're like, I have a glioblastoma. I'm like, you don't have the most aggressive form of brain cancer. You just need to sleep. Yeah. So if you're like researching a specific disease, I hate it. But if you're using the internet to your advantage and you're looking up, hey, what causes estrogen dominance? What are the symptoms of this? Mm -hmm. And you come to me and you're like, I think I have this. And you can back it up with your symptoms. Yeah. 
I love it. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you those questions anyways. Mm-hmm. Let's run the labs and find out. That's why I think so, the, the Facebook groups are kind of nice, too. Someone will say, so hey, nice. has anyone experienced this? You mm-hmm. might get 100 different answers, but one of those might be really exactly. what you were experiencing. Yeah, and so. some of them are, like, super oddball. Like, they're the one in a million that's going to have that symptom. Yeah. Some of them, they're like, just get off Google. Like, yeah. you get the bad answers. Yeah. But you find those good answers, and it gives you... Like, if no one's heard the phrase estrogen dominance, you yeah. don't know what to research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's being informed in, like, running in the right circles and knowing kind of, like, the buzzwords to look for. Yeah. Well, you had said earlier that men come to you, too. So what do men usually see you for? Same thing. Like, I mean... When their dick doesn't work. <laughs> and why don't they? What, what's usually the reason? Because um, I'm sure there's many women out it, there that have the problem. <laughs> yeah. There's many women that are like, I'm going to send well, my Well, there husband. are women who say, my husband no. doesn't want to have sex. Yeah. It's... So part of it goes back to that fight or flight thing for them as well. If they are constantly stressed, and I get it, you can't remove like money issues. You can't remove like, if you have a stressful home life, it's hard Mm -hmm. to escape that. But if they're constantly go, 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 and they don't feel appreciated, and I'm not talking like sexually, I'm just saying like they can't unwind and they don't have that safe place, which they're not going to tell you because they're dudes. Mm -hmm. They're always in that fight or flight. The cortisol issue is going to drain their testosterone as well. Mm. So sometimes they've got low testosterone just from epic amounts of stress, but a lot of times it's diet. A -hmm. lot of times they're eating really estrogenic foods. Mm. So like if they have water bottles in their truck and then they drink water out of the hot plastic bottle, that has estrogen mimicking effects Mm. in their body. So if men have higher estrogen, it's going to compete with their testosterone, and then it's not going to go up. I've been reading about that a lot lately. Like, a lot of foods. Foods have So too, many right? foods. Like, what are some that a lot of people eat that you can think of off the top of your head? Processed junk. Everything processed, yeah. Like, if you're shopping the perimeter of the store, the produce, the meats, you're golden. But when you get into that package stuff, mm-hmm. in order to make it have a shelf life, they have to add things to it. Yeah, the preservatives. And that's yeah. when you get in trouble. You see a lot like, oh, this is a BPA-free can. BPA was one of the estrogen mimickers. It's um, an endocrine disruptor is what they call it. Mm. There's so many more than just BPA, but BPA was in a study, and now it got all the heat. But if you're just staying away from canned foods, which I get, it's not reasonable for everyone, Mm -hmm. but you limit it, or you're limiting the fast food, which is high in sugar and simple carbs. Mm -hmm. Diet plays a huge role for men, and part of it is just not exercising. Men are made from... I mean, we all have muscle, obviously, mm-hmm. but they have so much more testosterone. Like, that's what they want to do. They want to go fight and kill the bear and provide and, yeah. like, be that warrior man. Yeah. So if they're working a nine-to-five and then they're too exhausted because of the stress at work and they don't exercise, I'm talking anything. Yeah. Running, yoga, using the muscles. That makes sense. They're going to start to atrophy and then they lose testosterone. Well, a lot of these guys, we got notes are coming home and playing video games too so they're just sitting around exactly. all day and then they're not moving yeah so that's their form of stress relief i get it mm-hmm. but they should go to a gym break it go up on. yeah go exactly. 20 minutes. come home do 20 yeah. minutes yeah then go play your video games but now you get into the mentality of a man and saying hey please limit your video game exposure oh, and go. that's a whole different conversation like, don't nag me yeah <laughs> i'm not nagging i just want you to have testosterone i just want your dick to work <laughs> Basically, but when you tell them that, they get a little offended. Yeah. I just want your dick to work. Stop <laughs> playing video games. I've literally had women come in, they're like, he's not as firm, he's not as large. I'm like, yeah, it's because he eats like crap. Mm-hmm. And so if you want a bigger dick, <laughs> you just fucking work out. There you go. Maybe one exactly. is that way. <laughs> 
So I listened to this podcast, and she said... <laughs> Tip of the day. Yeah. Mom uh-huh. or me. You better work We're out. We're going to do a side note that's if that's the cause of yeah. what's Because okay. right. then yeah. we're going to get some backlash. One way to find out. <laughs> if you have a micro penis, it might not help. Yeah. That, that's a different story. you got to use topical testosterone. <gasps> oh, we got to answer. Wait, what? Topical <laughs> testosterone? So it works? <laughs> Only for a micro penis. <laughs> we got to let Ace know so we, we can should. let his uh, well, podcast know. Screw that guy. He's out of the picture. Anyway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay. So, so, so one thing I took from this especially was... Women should come to you not right away, usually. I mean, they can, but it's, it's the hormones aren't, are going to be in, out of whack anyways. Something, like, in my clinic, I offer free 10-minute consults. Oh, okay. You tell me where you're at. I tell you what, like, the big game plan would nice. be. Nice. I can't answer specific questions. Yeah. Like, there's not enough time for that. But if you come to me and you are four weeks postpartum and you're still feeling like it's the first week, I'll tell you, when you see your doctor, ask for these labs. Okay. You get the labs and bring them back to me. Then we have our first consult and we can make a game plan. Okay. Depending on what labs say, depends on like how much I can do in the beginning. Mm-hmm. If your body's still showing you're all over the place, I'm going to be just grabbing the basics, saying limit caffeine, please get good sleep. I might r- recommend like sleeping changes. Mm-hmm. For us, I wasn't sleeping through the night. I had to co-sleep. Mm-hmm. Safe co-sleeping, Same. all yep. that good stuff. Yes. And I had, I had to take boards when my daughter was two months old. Woo. I don't remember the first three months of her life. Let's just say that. <laughs> so tired. Yeah. yeah. And that's huge. But once I got to sleep, my brain started to function just a mm-hmm. little bit better. So it might be recommendations like that, but until I see your hormones, I wouldn't really know. Mm-hmm. But that's a good place for people who are listening to start. Yeah. Most definitely. You should start there no matter what because you have to start there no but, matter what. And I'll take the intake. I'll get all your symptoms. But... I'm not going to be the doctor that just treats you off of your symptoms without seeing the numbers. Yeah. Because, God forbid, I missed something that was, like, actually critical. It's yeah. just crazy to me that that's not standard. Like, let's check your heart. Like, levels, you know what I mean? No, it's crazy that they're just like, well, I'll take this pill. Yeah. That'll help. And that I was talking help. to a different group of um, postpartum moms. They were, like, six weeks postpartum and had just had that checkup. None of the doctors had asked really about... They asked, are you down? They didn't yeah. ask really about, like, baby blues versus anxiety versus depression. Yeah. And they didn't even offer to, like, do any kind of hormonal work. No. Yeah, I wish it was more normal that Oh yeah. they tested everything instead of just asking basic questions. Like, all right, kid, you're fine. Good luck. And at that appointment is when they get, like, here, have a mini pill. You don't want yes. another kid. So you don't know where you're at in this crazy hormonal roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Let's add some synthetics on there yeah. and see how you do. Seriously, like, that's so true. That was yeah. how it was with me with my second. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. Oh, okay, well, you need the pill if you're not going to have another one. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. That I mean, was my six-week checkup. They were like, do you want an IUD? What do you want? I didn't yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're not going to do anything right now until I really think about it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I still haven't done anything. We'll talk to about how I did. <laughs> um, tracking and stuff. I have an app that like tracks when I'm mm-hmm. ovulating and all that stuff, just so I know. Yeah, and that could be something people do too. If you're not and really sure how you're gonna prevent. Oh yeah, obviously 100%. there's tons of different things you can do, but and if you're like about to give birth, like postpartum, now is not the time to start tracking. We need some like history yeah. to know. Hey, I have a 27 day cycle, not a 28 or a 29 day, mm-hmm. and most of those apps help you predict when you're ovulating so if you are trying to conceive it helps Mm -hmm. but then there are other like more involved apps i think you have to pay for them they'll they have a spot for your basal body temperature they have a spot to track cervical mucus 
So there are all these sorts of apps that so are. So you say those things. What, are, what? How do you? What do you do with those? How do no, you, do? you wipe, and it feels wet, or it's not. Yeah. Or it feels sticky, so that's and it's cervical. not. Okay. It that's different stages of cervical mucus. Okay. So the cervical mucus, if you touch it, this is super gross, but it's kind of fun. So if you touch it and it stretches in your fingers, that's the fertile mucus. So, that's so when your, does that come? That comes right before you ovulate. Right before you ovulate. And like, it's like mid cycle, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. okay. okay. Mid cycle because that's. When you look at it under a microscope, it looks like a fern tree. And they're like little highways for the semen to go up. Oh, this is gross, but... <laughs> I love... No, bring it. I love it. So wait, okay. Is it, is it pheromones? That, is that what people smell? Is that... Part of it. I mean, part of it's bacteria. Part um, of it's like what you ate. Well, you're more attractive usually. They say you're like more like... That's attractive. your hormones in your cycle because you're ovulating. Okay. So your eyes get a little bit yeah. bigger. They're a little bit more dilated. What? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's your fertile point in your you're cycle. Like, hey, Guys are more attracted. Come you, get it. Yeah. yeah. So I heard <laughs> that this <laughs> sounds gross. It's on another podcast I listened to. They said put your your juices mm-hmm. like behind your ears before you go out and guys are just like attracted to you <laughs> what because <laughs> they can smell it so we need someone to try this out I and report back. i'm in the group for this podcast and women are like swearing by it what so they're like i swear i put it behind my ears and like guys are just like all over me but it could also be like in your mind you know it could mean? be too like you might just be like i'm strutting my juices. yeah <laughs> that's not great that was literally the image in but my head so you like look and you feel maybe maybe the smells too I don't know. I don't know if you know anything. <laughs> I mean, there is some science behind that. I've yeah. never heard about putting it behind your ears. Oh, I, like, I think you could put it anywhere. In your wrist. You anywhere. Yeah, you yeah. put yeah. perfume. Yeah. Get a little oh, roller What are you doing? You just I'm put it in your blood. I heard it on a podcast, okay? <laughs> interesting, so, though. I mean, it all it yeah. all makes sense. It was all made for... It's like, it all... It's your like body your, does what it's supposed to do it's when like it's, it's supposed to do it. And it's crazy. got a way to work it all out. Crazy. And that's why you got to take care of your body. And then if you take care of it, it'll usually do what it's supposed to do. Exactly. Interesting. All right. Well, I think we learned a lot. That, I feel like, encompassed most of the questions. Yeah. Like, you know, fatigue. Oh, yeah. When does it come back? Everything relates back to your health. Like, yeah. get sleep, eat healthy, mm-hmm. yeah. drink water. And if them like, caffeine, stuff like, is still yeah. not working out, go. Go get help. Get go help and see where your hormones mm-hmm. are at. Yeah. It makes sense. Did we miss anything? Anything that you think that, that um, is common for that you see or are asked? I mean, we hit a lot of it. I, think I know we did. I think the only thing we didn't really dive into is like postpartum depression and anxiety. Yeah. I kind of touched on it. That It's related to the progesterone and it doesn't always require medication. Yeah. Part of it is recognizing it. Mm-hmm. Like, so when I, when my daughter was young, I had one of those catwalks on the second story where you can see down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I was literally holding her against the wall, and I was like, what if she falls over we the rail? We were talking about that before, yeah. And mm-hmm. I, like, I was stuck on the wall, and I was like, what if I drop her? I wasn't going to throw my baby over the yeah. railing, mm-hmm. but that's, like, postpartum anxiety. Yeah. Yes. And you're not taught, like, hey, if you have these crazy thoughts, like, circling in your head and you can't stop them, go talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Go get some help. Of course, that's, like, before I transitioned our sleep stuff, and I wasn't sleeping through the night, and I yes. didn't have adrenal support, and my stress response was all over the place. Mm-hmm. So hormones definitely play into it, but I was missing key nutrients. Yeah. I added some supplements back in, safe breastfeeding, safe supplements, and it was okay. Yeah. I didn't need an anti-anxiety medication. It didn't mm-hmm. evolve to depression. Some cases need that. Yeah. Every woman is different, mm-hmm. but for the large majority... That's not the first step. Yep. And 
learning to recognize it and knowing that you have a provider who's going to listen is key. Yeah. Because not everybody does. They yep. think their provider's just going to blow them off and say, oh, that's normal. It's not normal. Mm-hmm. Being exhausted all They're the time They're going to say that's not normal. normal. Take this pill. Yeah. Exactly. It's not one size fits all, so you got to yeah. see where you're at. It makes sense. I think that's really important for people Mm -hmm. to know because we get questions all the time. We do those surveys all the time. Yeah. Obviously, postpartum depression and anxiety is... It's huge. Very... Yeah. It's... And a lot of people are going through it and they don't know what to do about it. But obviously, sleep is... Sleep is huge. If you're tired, Mm -hmm. you're going to be pissed off. You might be... Like, I know. I'm just now getting some sleep. My daughter, my my youngest, is just now sleeping through the night. She's one years old. Mm -hmm. And it makes such a huge difference in Uh my mood and attitude. Yeah. So and you can't make your hormones if you're awake all the time. Yep, you you just can't function if you're mm-hmm. tired. Yeah, that's where you need to ask for help or get people to come. And that's where, like, when you look at oh, it takes a village. Like they literally yes. had a village of Talk moms feeding them and cleaning yeah. and bringing them things. We didn't have to do anything but breastfeed a baby. Mm-hmm. Like people helped, and we're not in a society that really does that anymore. Yep. And we see people on Instagram at the gym a week later and like, well, maybe I need to get out and go do stuff. Like, no, settle down. Sit take down. Yeah. some time mm-hmm. for yourself mm-hmm. to rest, feed the baby. And that causes its own issues. If you go back to the gym too soon, like trying to get those endorphins going, trying to feel like yourself again, you can cause prolapse issues. You can mm. cause pelvic floor issues. Like yeah. having incontinence is not normal. Yeah. You might be causing it because you went back to do your HIIT training too soon and you're not supposed to jump if your cervix is still dilated. Mm. Things will fall out. So slow down. Yeah. But also, saying on the other side of that, don't keep yourself stuffed up in the house. I think it's important to get yeah. out, you know, Go walk. walk around the yeah walk around the yeah. neighborhood do something because that was my problem too I was stuck in my house all day because yeah. I didn't want to leave with three kids no that was like that gave cool. me anxiety right but I learned I had to and you feel like a superstar once you yeah get home yeah <laughs> once you get back home. yeah once you get back home I'm like wow I did that you're like I just went through all of Target it might have sucked during but it was necessary to get out of the house it is. and just be mm-hmm. a normal person yeah. get dressed get ready feel good mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So there's so many things. I'm. Thank you for coming. Seriously, I think this was a very important episode to have. Yeah, I think every mom should listen to it, and I feel like you should make your spouse listen to it. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I think because Probably. I think a lot of spouses don't truly understand what moms are going through, what can happen to their hormones, yeah. and they think it's an excuse, and it makes mm-hmm. them angry, and they need to truly know. Mm-hmm. And if they understand, they can help you get better. Maybe they'll yeah. let you sleep more because they want to get Yeah, yeah. They want to get, get it bones. in. Yeah, they so, want to get it in. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you sleep. Yeah. 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 I made you a healthy dinner, and here yeah. are snacks for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> we have that meme um, when your husband wakes up with the kids, brings you, bre- or brings you coffee, and you're like... Insert here. <laughs> Put it in. <laughs> Let me sleep. For the love of God. Yeah. Um, so where can our followers find you? Are you on Instagram? Or? Yeah, I've got an Instagram. I've got a Facebook. It's all um, Dr. Period Kelly Period Winnet. Spell Winnet. It. W-I-N-N-E-T-T. All right. And Kelly is K-E-L-L-Y. Yep. Just like a normal. Normal Kelly. Yep. Normal Kelly. Don't go crazy. Yeah, everything like that. But definitely go follow her. I'm sure she'll provide regular content. I try to post at least once a week. It depends on how busy I am. Um, everything from like gut health to what supplements I'm yes. taking, what I use it for. But my Instagram has the link to 
both my Casa Grande and my East Valley offices. So perfect. Everything you need is on there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And if you're listening from Apple Podcasts, <laughs> we ask that you please leave a review. Make sure to join our Facebook group, Momworthy Mamas, and our After Dark group, which is Momworthy After Dark. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.